Welcome to As the Worm Turns. You are tuned into KVNF's live call in gardening show. I'm your host, Jill Spears, here with our favorite organic gardener, Lance Swaggart. Hi. Good evening. Good evening, Lance. Glad to be here today. The wind blew us in. Yes. Yeah. I like a good wind. I'm one of the odd people. I like it too. There's yeah. just something about the, mm-hmm. the energy of it. and Yeah. Change. The, uh-huh. Yeah. Hopefully it's the warm, bef- or not the warm before the storm, but <laughs> it's blowing in something for us. Yeah. All right, 527-4868-866-KVNF-NOW, worm at kvnf.org is the email. And we're just kind of getting our bearings um, for spring. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, next week we start um, an hour show starting at 6 o'clock, and we go to Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's actually March 6th. March 6th. Okay, yeah. super. Thanks for flagging <laughs> me down on that. <laughs> All right. So last week we talked about early planting and getting beds ready and what you were what was going on with you. Um, you're still working on that early planting bed. I am still working on that. And this bed last last fall I put uh, um, comp- finished compost, but I didn't shred it and uh, just turned it into the soil last fall <clears throat> and edged it or turned. Um, the grass grows in from the side. So what I'm doing now is digging the grass out, just little by little. And um, I'm over half done. I'm now on the west side of that bed. And uh, it's always fun to work soil in the early spring like this that's been freezing and thawing, freezing and thawing. It is so soft and pliable. And, you know, and these beds like this, they do dry up quicker. Right. You know, so I will have that um, done and raked out with it by next weekend. Okay. So just kind of keeping it clean and the Mm -hmm. edges of that bed. And remind us what's going in that bed again. That will have uh, the peas. And I'm going to just say, do not plant peas yet. Okay. So you'll be ready, but uh, I will be ready. And peas are one of those, oh, we got to plant peas. But I'll just say this to you the smoother the seed of a pea, the more cold hardy, the more wrinkled the pea seed, the less cold hardy. Oh, interesting. I'll let you th- make that judgment. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and stuff. But uh, And it'll have spinach, lettuce, cilantro, green onions. I'll plant the early patch of um, carrots in there. I'll plant the spring-planted garlic in there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's a nice variety a lot, bed. A lot, lot of stuff in there. And stuff, and I'll go ahead and plant the spinach and lettuce cilantro as soon as it's ready, because they'll come up when it's time. Mm-hmm. And what was the bed last year? Same kind of stuff, or that bed last year? These two beds changed positions. Okay. <laughs> and last year, that was the seed crop bed. Okay. So what will happen is this: this bed will have all this early stuff, and then I'll turn around in July and plant my fall stuff. All the beets and uh, daikons and even another patch of uh, peas. Uh-huh. Because peas do better in the fall than they do in the spring. Right. So you're kind of getting your spring stuff in there, yeah. harvesting, and then you're using it at the end of season mm-hmm. for your fall yeah. harvest. Yeah. Plants. The other bed um, is just tur- it was turned in the f- same thing as the fall, but I put no compost in it because it's just going to be seed crops. And you want to stress them just a little bit and and so that they'll 
produce seed instead of just all this foliage. Okay. You want them. So I don't fertilize my seed crops. Just your standard sto- soil. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the soil cut. It's it's good soil anyway. So it's yeah, not. I think. <laughs> most of us would be just (laughs) jumping for joy to have some of that soil so that um, bed number two is going to be your seed crop bed yes okay you know since we're just mentioning that i'm going to go through the list of all the stuff i'm growing for seed um, this year i have new york uh, new york early onions Mm. and uh they're in a stored in a basket in the, the storage room and then i have red core chantonade uh, carrot, Detroit dark red beet. I'm going to grow snow peas in there, possibly red romaine, and uh, finocchio, and either celery or celerac. And the celerac, my um, friend ha- had grown out about eight varieties last year, maybe more. Oh, wow. And you, you can't grow them all together because they're going to cross. So if they did good for storage, I will take my celery out that I've st- stored and i will grow that so celerac what's the difference between celery and celerac celery is a long stalk and um they're the same family of plants right but celerac is used mainly in soups okay yeah it's this big ugly thing and but a really extra strong flavor Mm -hmm. for soups and stuff like that Sometimes celery, probably celerac, is a magic ingredient <laughs> it in is. a recipe. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. exciting. What else you got on the list? Uh, well, that's as far as my own seed crop. Okay. Yeah. And how do you determine, um, for instance, on the beets and the carrots, um, is that a supply issue or it's just something dated. you want? Oh, it's dated. Yeah. <laughs> so I have seven varieties of carrots. So. One every seven years. Oh. Once every seven years. So you got a new one every year. And I was just looking at eat the onions, the same thing. Uh-huh. You know, so I have to watch it because a friend wanted some onion seeds. And it's like, oh, but these couple of varieties, I'm not growing them out for two years, two or three years, because that's, that's when well, I have to do it. So I have to watch how much I send out. Yeah, because you, you've got a calendar already <laughs> building. <laughs> We should remind people that um, the seed swap is coming up, mm-hmm. and that is March 10th, which is a Sunday, mm-hmm. here in Peonia at the Hearth, and this is put on um, by the Learning Council and VOGA, and the ladies from both of those organizations are joining us. Um, next week. Next week, yep. So anyway, that's happening from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Hearth, and that's always a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Meet a lot of people and seed swap seed swap and you'll see a lot of different stuff and you can talk to a lot of people that are growing seed and i i really want to encourage people to just get into the habit even if it's just one plant one lettuce plant will produce seed you know one bean plant will produce seed there's other things that you need more um more plants brassicas need you know five or six plants to produce seed you know and that's including radishes you know, radish is our brassica. And the reason why you have to do that is they are not uh, self-pollinating. So you need more than one plant. You know, but, um, you know, what else would be easy? Um, so lettuce and beans, those are pretty easy. Those are to, pretty to easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, squash will cross-pollinate with just about every other squash. So that's a whole nother. 
<laughs> That's a whole nother animal yeah, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, celery will cross with celery rack. But, oh. but the trick is that uh, celery is hard to store to get it to winter over, to replant as a biennial. Mm-hmm. You know, um, go set an onion out. Even if it's an onion from the grocery store, uh-huh. go grab one or two, set it in the ground. You, um, say in April, you actually sort of got to cut down the middle. Oh, right. Because I remember talking about that. The shoot needs to go through all those layers of, skin of the onion. Mm-hmm. So if you just slice it a little bit. Give it some room to, yeah, yeah, to blossom out. Yeah, get out, blossom out and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And so do you need a, a separate space for that? Can you just stick it in the corner of a bed if you're just getting started and thinking, you know, I'm going to try that. I'm going to yeah. grow something for seed this uh, well, year. Well, they'll grow anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sort of fun to have it just in there. I do a separate bed, you know, just so I know. And the reason I do that at times, especially when the seeds are starting to mature, mm-hmm. You want to stop watering them as much. Yeah, so if you've got it separated out, yeah, that's... you cannot water that whole area. Right, Yeah, right. so that's what I do. And, uh, you know, there's other little tricks. If you're going to do lettuce, once that big flower stalk comes up and stuff, cut back on the watering because it's really, even though it looks like it's really firm and everything, if it gets a, a bunch of water from a sprinkler on it and then the wind blows snaps it right off oh sure yeah sure so that's your signal to yeah. woe back yeah. on the water yeah. pretty exciting um to to grow for seed and mm-hmm. to see i think one thing that's amazing is the yield that you can get out of a plant <laughs> or for instance a little water a little cantaloupe those cute little oh, softball sized melons yeah the amount of seed you can get out of just one melon. Yeah, you um, can get a hundred. Yeah, or more. And here you are planting that the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, which, when you're looking at catalogs, which are so fun mm-hmm. to go through, um, you can see that seeds are a lot more expensive. Um, you've got to make sure that you're getting them from the right place. Yeah, and that's one of the benefits of growing your own no seed. seed. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm seed independent now shall we say right and stuff but i would <clears throat> see you're getting um very little and what are they four or five dollars can be yeah, yeah easily you know i'm seeing mm-hmm. that uh, uh, the friend in gunnison wanted the uh, onion seeds so send me twenty dollars worth i have absolutely no idea what twenty dollars <laughs> worth is onion seed are so i suspect she got way more than that she got a good deal yeah <laughs> but Anyways, yeah, the, it germinates better, it lasts longer, um, you know, all these different things, and it um, is acclimated to the areas. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. real key factor mm-hmm. there. And I think also the dryness here makes storage um, a long-term yeah. possibility. Well, I mean, you yeah. can, you've got some seeds that you've had yeah. for years, years that you're storing. Yeah, the, yeah. The, some some carrot seeds because I wasn't growing it out were 17 years old before I grew it out again for uh, for seed production. Wow! And it, it was fine. Germinated. And Germinated. Yeah. Wow, was, that's amazing. Yeah, and stuff. Um, and the other we have a really good climate for seed production because it's dry. Mm-hmm. So that really helps y- it. Yeah, you know, and you can just and you just leave it on the plant as long as possible. Okay. You know, and when it 
gets really cold or not so much cold, but get starts getting that fall rain, then you might consider. And I've taken whole plants and brought them in the house. That's what I do with my lettuce. I just put a sheet down, chop it down, and it all falls on the right. sheets and uh, goes in the house. There you go. Yeah. Sounds like something to try this mm-hmm. year if you haven't tried it already. I think it's addictive. Yeah. I think you start, oh, yeah. look you what can I can do, do here. You can do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And once you get it in, and you can grow a couple different varieties and see what cross-pollination does and, you know, all that. Yeah, you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. Exciting. 527-4868-866, KVNF now, worm at kvnf.org is the email. I just want to mention um, you grow popcorn and you have a – Laura Parker was going to be here um, tonight from High Desert Mm -hmm. Seed Company, and she wasn't feeling well, so we'll have her back on on another show. But she's got some of your popcorn in uh, her seed stand. Yeah, and that's fun. Yeah, it is. Jubilee Popcorn. Jubilee Popcorn. Yeah. We renamed it. I like it. (laughs) And it does really well here. And what's nice about popcorn – um, it's not one or two ears. It's more like three to five ears per stock. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And that's something that you really need to leave on the plant uh, out in the field as long as possible because it has to get really dry and stuff. And again, I have, <laughs> I have actually taken the whole patch of popcorn, cut it off at the base, and brought it inside <laughs> to dry it out. <laughs> You know, persistence. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, yeah. you have to do these things from time to time. Right, and yeah. if you've got the system, and tarps yeah. are good for that. Yeah, she- yeah. sheets or tarps, whatever, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Yeah, that popcorn's fun. But thinking of catalogs, you mentioned that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you just look at any th- any of them, you know, and uh, um, you'll see stuff and uh, that you might like and try it. It might take a few years of growing it out before it actually acclimates mm-hmm. to, to this area. Like that popcorn, um, when I f- first grew it out, it was actually pretty small kernels. And over two to three years of growing it out, the kernel size on those doubled. Really? Doubled. Wow. And I don't know what, why they did that, but that's the way it is now. And I don't know why they were so small when I started, but that's how they got them, and now this is what they've done. Right. So if there's something that you really like, you should mm-hmm. definitely try to mm-hmm. be seed sufficient or self-sufficient yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you never know when something in the commercial market's going to disappear. And I had that one uh, German Let's Beat that people just have uh, been raving because it's not available. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, about five years ago, all of a sudden you couldn't get seed for it. And... Uh, and I just happened to have it. Uh, it was not even something I – somebody gave me the beets to grow out. <laughs> right. And every time you say German, let's beets, <laughs> somebody's like, where can I get those? <laughs> yes. And there actually – I have another friend that uh, he grew them out, and they're really known for their beet greens. Oh, sure. I bet he never are... even let the get beets. Uh-huh. He the did... greens are just incredible. Oh, I bet they're super nutritious. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's your seed crop. You've got bed number two is your seed crop bed. Mm-hmm. And then what's the other beds you've got going? Oh, uh, well, then I'll go to the asparagus bed okay. and clean that out. You know, And, again, that one actually got compost last year and turned in. And, uh, you know, 
when I made that bed, just to make sure, because most people, their um, asparagus crowns aren't planted deep enough. And so you can't really do what I just did, which was I've dug a trench, traditional, and planted those crowns down at 18 inches. Oh, wow. That's pretty deep. Yeah, and as they grew that very first year, you fill up that trench. And now it's like that. So I can turn that soil and never worry about touching the crowns. Oh, wow. Good trick. So that's the next one uh, that I'll do. And then from there, I will start um, prepping the the onion bed and the first carrot bed. And that will they will get planted in mid April. All right. So but you right just on. start and you just keep on going. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first carrot bed. How many uh, beds of carrots are you going to have? Um, I generally have five. Five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I end up with about three thousand pounds of carrots. Yeah. That's... And and after I'm planted everything that I want, there'll be some leftover space. That will go into carrots. Okay. Yeah, yeah at the very end of the year. And uh, part of that bed, ha- at least half of that area, will be the carrots that I need to grow out next year for seed. Okay, so, sure. Yeah. Thinking so, ahead. Yeah. Um, do any of your beds uh, have cover crop on them, overwintered crop, cover the crop? The only area that I did that was the um, where I'm going to plant the winter squash. Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the only area, and that actually, of all things, I used icorn. Oh, you did. I used icorn, and that's because I grew it, and it has a really tight husk on the grain. It's really hard to clean uh, for a home grower, so I'm not growing it anymore. Yeah, that process on the back end is just too labor intensive. And same with spelt. Oh, really? Spelt isn't as bad as icorn mm-hmm. but it's really hard so i'm not going to grow spelt anymore and mm-hmm. i won't will not be growing icorn well maybe we can just go down to mountain oven and get some of that <laughs> yeah some of that stuff <laughs> right. they have you know the, the there's different machinery that makes that work yeah and sure. there's other varieties i'm sure especially on the spelt mm-hmm. that would be easier to husk okay so einkorn just you just decided to use it as a cover crop yeah all right Five two seven four eight six eight eight six six KVNF. Now, um, you're making progress on all of your pruning. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, <laughs> you know, a tree beautiful. here, a tree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've done all the apricots. I've done all the apples, the pears. So I have one plum tree to do yet, and I have two peaches, and then uh, in April. I will prune the grapes. Now, raspberries, I have what's called a prima cane, and in the fall, you prune them to the ground. So okay. I'll, and now, and you then know. I put compost on them last fall, and it's ready to go. I like those prima canes. I think that's a yeah. real straightforward way to, mm-hmm. to do it. And you're, mm-hmm. Here you are ready for the yeah. plant to flourish. So the raspberries that are, I think they're called flora canes, um, and they're actually two prunings. So... Don't prune them yet. It's a little early. I like to wait till, because uh, I have I work for people with the flora canes, and mm-hmm. I like to wait to see them starting to grow. Okay, and then that's you a know, good sign. Yeah, and then you know uh, which ones are dead, and the tips of all of those are going to die, and so you're going to cut that. Did but if you cut it too early, you might cut off a, a live bud. Mm-hmm. So just wait till they're 
Yeah. Okay. And you are seeing um, some sappy <laughs> trees out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was pruning some sensation box elders, and they started weeping every cut, dripping. Oh and uh, this is a funny thing, if if you so desire, but it will take a long time, is um, you can make a type of maple syrup out of box elder sap. No kidding. And I suggested to this friend to put a bucket underneath there. It was dripping that much. Wow. And stuff. It takes a long time to and a lot of sap to cook it down but you know we tasted the sap it's very light uh-huh. but good flavor oh interesting yeah so well, there's certainly a lot of box elder <laughs> there's a plenty of box and... elders around so that uh, my white a- afghani white apricots starting to swell just a little bit and mm-hmm. so is the uh af- another apricot from ladakh india oh nice yeah and those that. two i grew from seeds Wow, that's great. You know, so anyway, just that's just the way it is. We can't. Uh, yeah, you can see it out there. Just mm-hmm. looking around, everything's mm-hmm. starting to color up and yeah, um, yeah, and, peek and then through. we have a cold day like our, today and tomorrow. And yeah, and your plans yeah. are foiled. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've got an email here from our listener Charlie. Um, thanks for that, Charlie. Last year he had grubs in his squash and bell peppers and planted right after Mother's Day. Um, did they plant too early? How can you prevent grubs? Uh, grubs. Huh. Um, I don't know if it's so early. Uh, go out there and till and let the chickens go in there. Yeah, go. they love grubs. Grubs. <laughs> you know, or till, and if you have a good flock of birds, they mm-hmm. will find those grubs. I don't know what kind they were or anything, you know, but yes, um, I have a friend, and every spring... In April, she tills and lets the chickens in the garden. Yeah. That's the only time they're in the garden. Uh-huh. You know. The birds are kind of crazy right now. That mm-hmm. might be a good idea to mm-hmm. let them loosen that mm-hmm. bed. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Uh, no, but that's the easiest way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You might be able to find some um, uh, beneficial nematodes that oh. go after them in the soil. And you might... Uh, uh, get some of those, mm-hmm. and there there's lots of different varieties, and it's quite available. You know. Now, remind me when you put your nematodes on. Is that a fall? It's your um. It's the soil temperature is 45 degrees or higher. Oh, okay. So it, I like doing it in the fall, and so they start working in the fall, and every time the soil warms up a little bit, you they continue to work. Mm-hmm. And I was I was getting them mainly for um. Flea beetles, oh. the larva and eggs of flea beetles, but it also got the, um, what was the flea beetles? And there was something else <laughs> that, oh, it got the nematodes that make your fork carrots. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I all of a sudden don't have that many. I have some fork carrots, mm-hmm. but it cut it by three quarters. Yeah, you've had good results yeah. with the nematodes. Yeah, so, so that you might be... Um, you have to fa- call up the stores and uh, and see when they're going to order them, and uh, um, and the soil temperature has to be at forty five degrees. Okay. For them to work the best. Yeah, they might have a variety that goes after the grubs. Uh, exactly, yeah. and uh, the ones I've been buying, I think it there's like just a tablespoon of the um, 
<laughs> the nematodes dried mm-hmm. in a powdered form, and you mix it in water and stuff. But there's over ten thousand nematodes in that t- tablespoon. Yeah, that's and the, there's very cool. they'll go over, go after two hundred different types of stuff in the soil. Wow. So that's very advantageous. Mm-hmm. How can you lose with that? Yeah, it's going to help something. It's going to help something. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, and a lot of uh, flowers you're seeing come up. I mean, things are just sort of peeking out of the mm-hmm. soil. Yeah, it's funny this time of year because the days really aren't that long yet. Yeah. You know, but uh, um, Basher's button are up, the um, larkspur's up, but then I also noticed the amaryllis, which we uh, we called naked ladies, those pink ones, they're already breaking ground. Um, daffodils, I've seen daffodils up, and I've seen crocus blooming, and I, I'm sure mm. that the hyacinths, I haven't looked around that much, but the hyacinths are probably coming up. Mm. And, you know, if you have a southern exposure and it really keeps the wind and stuff out, um, that's where the crocus were blooming. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's kind of exciting to uh-huh. see little things. <laughs> I did a little whacking and hacking this weekend, and there mm-hmm. was all kinds of things mm-hmm. wanting to peek out of. Got a really nice uh, leaf bed left from oh. the fall. That, okay. You know, I just didn't get to it, and mm-hmm. so I think I'm going to have some beautiful soil under there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's um, – dandelions that mm-hmm. budded out last fall that just <laughs> sat <laughs> sure are. and they're still there right it's you know? crazy mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's good deal um i wanted to remind people that this sunday march 3rd we're already into march how about mm-hmm. that um up at gray owl garden and um we went up to gray owl garden mm-hmm last summer and Matt Springer up there will be joined by Alicia Michelson and they're going to be doing um, just to talk about spring perennial roots for health and well-being and talking about digging different things valerian marshmallow um, discussing cultivating and propagating perennial plants harvesting and processing and creating herbal medicines from roots Wow! yeah that's a great way to send your Sunday <laughs> afternoon I'll tell you what, that Matt Springer, I have never seen somebody so in tune with his plants and mm-hmm. just a magical relationship yeah. with his very plants. En- yeah, very enthusiastic. Oh, just that like, wow. was one of the best farm tours I've, I've mm-hmm. ever been on. So mm-hmm. if you can do that, check it out at either the Learning Center, learningcouncil.org or vogaco.org. Mm-hmm. And Alicia and Emily will be here next Next Wednesday, Wednesday. <laughs> to, to chat about what's spring coming on for the season. And they also are sponsoring um, the Building Compost mm-hmm. party at your garden. Yeah. When's that happening? May 23rd is what it looks like. It's a Thursday. Okay. I think it's 5. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll have part of the compost pile made and are set up. And then we'll go from there. I love this picture. You're uh, digging in the compost, and there's all kinds of people just oh. <laughs> watching, watching you work. <laughs> yeah, turning. I have a special tool that turns compost really uh-huh. well, and people look at it and they go, "Oh my gosh!" But it's just a technically, it's just a manure fork that's made into a cultivator. Okay. It looks like a four-prong cultivator, mm-hmm. and that thing works really good. Instead of Lifting, all you're doing is pulling. 
oh, okay. Did you have that welded or? Uh, no, I actually bought it that way. Uh-huh. Of all things, I bought it that way in California. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've a had magic it. tool. One I've of had those. that tool for over forty years. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's one of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and so last week we talked about that you had just made your first compost pile. Two. Oh, no, you are. Oh my God. <laughs> I made a second one. <laughs> that tool's been been at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I will make a third one next next week, and then the next week I'll make a fourth one. Oh my goodness! So yeah. you're right on it. I yeah. mean, that's yeah. You are busy up there. Yeah. It, well, it's all the soil. Uh, what do I want to say? The soil's not warm enough, but it is dry enough to work. And you can work soil if it's a little moister with just a spading fork or a shovel. But if you're gonna till, I would really caution not to. Okay. Yeah. yeah just not. It's not. You know, maybe not Delta, mm-hmm. Grand Junction, but not up at this end. Right. Yeah. Won't be long, so just no. be patient. Yeah. 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 And yeah, enjoy not ha- being full blast ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Warm your body up. Ease mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. So next week, we'll be back on Wednesday mm-hmm. from 6 to 7 p.m. So that will be our new, new time slot for the summer going forward and we hope you join us uh then and um we will see you and alicia and emily next wednesday next wednesday and um yeah gardening questions email them yeah worm at kvnf.org so thanks for listening to as the worm turns on kvnf all right have a good evening Shine to, oh, ooh, you have to make a sign to I gotta get that I love so Oh, little oh, and oh.